local sports. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Welcome back. Hour number two, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 on the FM dial. We take you until noon. Still to come, James Fagan from The Athletic. He covers the White Sox. We'll get a preview uh, from the White Sox perspective. Field of Dreams game tonight, 6.15 Central Time is first pitch. Joe Buck, John Smoltz, and the Fox crew are in Dyersville for that one. Let's get to Bill Bender. He covers college football at the Sporting News. But I got to think, Bill, Bender, that this one might be on your TV tonight. Baseball game at the Field of Dreams. I know you would you take your son, uh, the family, to see the Indians when you can. Uh, this is going to be a pretty special event in our state tonight. Will you be locked and loaded, Bill Bender? Yeah, as soon as I get back from football practice, we'll have fun watching that. Um, obviously a really cool event, a really cool nostalgic feel for those of us who have seen the movie and love the movie. And, and you know, I know it's a has a probably a more special place in Iowa than other mm. places. So uh, very cool. Uh, hope it looks, yeah, and hope somebody puts it out in the cornfield there. It'd be pretty cool. No, indeed it will. Well, uh, you cover college football. You're a busy guy at this time of year. Uh, so let's get into it. I uh, shared with you a, uh, a really cool, I think a really interesting betting option that the South Point came out with. A, four groups, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Georgia, UNC, o- Oregon, Texas A&M. That's the favorite group. Then Alabama, Texas, Iowa State, Miami, Penn State, Cincinnati, the second choice. Clemson, LSU, USC, Notre Dame, Florida, Wisconsin. And then everybody else is at 20 to 1. Um, is there one of those groups that um, you think the national champion will come from more than the others? I guess it would probably be Alabama, the second choice. But uh, I like the way they balance it out with that Ohio State group with Oklahoma and Georgia. Yeah, I mean, that's it. I mean, you'd have to make a value decision. I mean, I typically go with Alabama and, and then go from there if you're at the betting window. But that, that group that gives you Georgia, Oklahoma, Ohio State gives you options, especially if Georgia wins the SEC. Right. Then you're going to win. <laughs> so it's going to be one of either one of those three or Clemson at that point. So yeah, that was a cool little grouping. And for those of us who like to, you know, look at the creative wagers, it was a cool way of doing it. Bill, uh, as we get ready for Week One of the schedule, we get a top twenty-five matchup in our state with Indiana mm. against Iowa. But even before that, that Week Zero game, Nebraska against Illinois. I know we'll talk more about that game leading into it, but couple of weeks away which is going to be awesome to preview college football when we get to that point feels like a huge one really for both programs but most importantly for Nebraska it feels like they are finally building into the team that many people anticipated Scott Frost's defense got a lot better a year ago but if you come out of the gate 0-1 with a loss to Illinois boy you got to feel the natives get incredibly Mm. restless yeah I mean it's it's a big game for them and uh you know, a lot of about the direction of the program with Scott Frost and Trev Alberts and, and what they're going to do now that they've got a coach and an AD that are seemingly on the same page. So, yeah, it's a <laughs> big year for them. I think it'll be interesting to see what Illinois has with Brett Bielema. I mean, obviously that was one of those kind of cool hires of the offseason. So, yeah, I mean, the Big Ten, man, they're, they're not wasting any time. There are some huge matchups 
in the conference right out of the shoot. No, no doubt about it. Wisconsin, Penn State, correct? I think is one of them. And as Trent mentioned, Indiana, Iowa for us in uh, week number one is a massive, massive game here. Bill, uh, we were talking. Trent and I were talking yesterday, just trying to uh, you know figure out this Big Ten West. Um, we kind of think Northwestern's poised to, t- to to you know stay down where they were. Uh, Purdue and Illinois at the bottom, though. You wrote a piece today on David Bell, who. Yeah, I get that the, the Rondell Moore's shadow was huge, right? What he did, and he's a second-round pick, and he's in Arizona, and such a gifted player when the ball in his hand. But I think back to last year when Purdue knocked off the Hawks to start the season as Iowa got off to a disappointing start and then really put it together. David Bell had three touchdowns in that game. Uh, all those touchdowns, yet for whatever reason, he kind of gets overlooked in some corners. Uh, I anticipate he's going to have another good year. Uh, it's just we still don't know who's going to get him the football. But is Purdue a team that maybe I'm not saying that they're going to win the Big Ten West, but I don't think they're going to finish last either, and there's some folks out there that believe they will. No, and yeah, I mean, they, they've got David Bell. He's a guy that, you look at his production the last two years, I mean, there are a lot of good receivers in the Big Ten with uh, Ty Fry Fogel, mm-hmm. Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Jahan Dotson, and, and there's David Bell who has more catches and more yards than any of those guys the last two years. So I think he's definitely a guy to watch. Um, they do have to find a quarterback, and they do have to answer the bell and be more consistent on a week-to-week basis against they, – they, they attack a little bit differently than Iowa, Wisconsin, Northwestern does. But, you know, that's an offense that can catch anybody on the wrong day. I mean, ask, ask Ohio State. They did that a few years ago. We've uh, talked a couple of times, Bill, with you with one of your home state teams, and no, not the Buckeyes, the other team in the top ten, the Cincinnati mm. Bearcats. A schedule that sets up incredibly well for them to make a push to the college football playoff. Notre Dame, preseason top 25, Indiana, Get Central Florida and a couple other good American games. Thirteen and zero Cincinnati. Are they in a college football playoff? Mm. I still don't think they will, even though they should. Mm. Would be the way I would put that. I like. Fantastic job. That's a team that could compete in the Big Ten. I don't know if they'd win it, but they they beat their fair share of Big Ten teams with the the talent that they've assembled on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and the running game that Luke Fickle's kind of put in there. But, yeah, you get to show it against Indiana, Notre Dame. But just knowing how the committee has treated yeah. group of five schools in the past, uh, even if they go 13-0, and I think they'd probably sit there at five or six. And then we'd be having the same old discussion about the value of the group of five in the 14 playoff. Indeed we would, and uh, we'll be having that discussion on Wednesday because the TV show is Appointment TV on Tuesday. Uh, Bill, I'm so glad that you wrote the piece that you published today at the Sporting News. Uh, we all love quarterback battles, right? There are none happening in our state this year uh, as Petrus has is, is got his spot at number one, and of course Brock Purdy uh, is number one in uh, at, at Iowa State. But there are a number of them, and the one that I think I'm paying closest attention to, just because of the story of Mackenzie Milton, I mean, who's not rooting for this guy uh, to get back, and I don't know how, if he'll ever be close to where he was. You described the leg injury, and you used a great verb, or adjective, gruesome, uh, and that's exactly what it was. It was gruesome, and here he is. He's back, and he's at a new school. Can he win that battle, do you think? Um, and, and maybe is this maybe as closely of a, um, watched as a quarterback battle just for that, you know, that, uh, that reason that it's, we're rooting for Mackenzie Milton? Well, I think so, and then you hope he gets some time there because he's in a quarterback battle at Florida State. I mean, I'm one of those guys. I remember where I was when he got hurt. 
was in a hotel room getting ready for Michigan Ohio State the next day and UCF was this fringe national championship contender and then he breaks his leg and it was bad and you always want to see that's a long comeback to to come all the way back from that and I think the second he takes the first snap it instantly becomes one of the best seasons or uh, stories of the season just because he's playing and um so hopefully that works out and C.J. Stroud, many people believe, was going to be the Buckeye quarterback, and then everything changed with Quinn Ewers showing up a top-ranked guy, wasn't going to play a senior year in Texas because he's already getting endorsements coming his way. How much of a competition do you believe it's going to be with Ewers involved, or is this going to be Stroud will get the start and we'll kind of see from there? Yeah, I think Stroud will get the start, but, you know, the production will need to be there, and they're going to need to keep it simple. I mean, Ohio State obviously has a ton of talent on the perimeter, but uh, the Quinn Ewers factor is notable because, you know, his recruiting rankings are there with Trevor Lawrence. (laughs) And, you know, but getting in late, if he would have had the full offseason, might be a little bit different. But I think Stroud will start, and then if he struggles for some reason, you know, depending on the other two, McCord and Jack Miller as well, um, there could be some controversy in Columbus, but they've had that before. And uh, it's a nice problem to have when all four of your quarterbacks are like four and a half stars or, or higher. Uh, another guy I'm watching just because I, I'm going to be, I was proven wrong. I remember uh, watching the Minnesota Michigan game to start the season. And I think my take at some point on Monday's show, whenever that game was played, um, Harbaugh's got a quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> Harbaugh's found his guy. And he did in the beginning, and Joe Milton looked really good early in the season. And what happened, Bill, is now he's at Tennessee trying to get back. But, man, oh, man, I don't think I was the only one that thought that maybe Michigan's finally found their guy. But he fell off the face of the earth. What happened? Well, it was the accuracy. I mean, he can throw a fastball, essentially, and then there wasn't a lot of control to the game. I mean, big physical tools gifted obviously and then but it's more than that just that so and then you look at it what i'm reading out of tennessee it's like he's got a chance to get the job there so good on him and uh obviously i was the same as you i think i wrote the exact same take for us sporting news that michigan had a quarterback finally and looks like Kate mcnamara is going to be that guy instead Got a quarterback, also went against a defense that was really bad in that game in Minnesota. Yeah, fair point. I think that was your comeback Yes, when you told me to slow down. Because they were awful. Yeah. They did show improvements, though, did the Gophers. It was a step back from what we saw in 2019 for Minnesota. If it's not Wisconsin or Iowa in the Big Ten West, is it the Gophers? Well, I mean, they've got the experienced quarterback, P.J. Fleck. Last year was a COVID nightmare for them too. I think there was one point where they had yep. 45 to 50 guys that were out. Mm-hmm. So, and that that's still going to be around. I mean, you know, I just speak from our family experience. Our daughter had a stomach ache this morning. We just got a negative COVID test for. Her. I mean, this is just where we're at because mm-hmm. you kind of wait there for that hour or so, and you're like, man, is our life going to get disrupted again? Um, and fortunately, it didn't. So, I think Minnesota. That was part of their story last year too. Was just a heavy dealing with COVID that that whole program had. 
Yeah, what was the Nebraska game? They took 30, now they must have left 36 guys behind when they went to Lincoln. I think they won the football game, too, if memory serves. It was a close game. Anyways, uh, one question quarterback-wise in the Big 12. What's well, a two-parter? Where are you on Sarkeesian as he's now at the helm of the Longhorns? And that quarterback position, look, we know they got a running back, Bijan Robinson. I get that Brees Hall is the guy that everybody's paying attention to in the Big 12, but don't overlook Bajan Robinson because this guy's going to be a star, in my opinion. Uh, but the quarterback battle and then Sarkeesian, where are you on the Longhorns? Well, I think uh, it's one of those deals where he said it's the toughest decision he's ever going to have to make. So between Hudson Card and Casey Thompson, who threw four touchdowns in the bowl game, and then Card, who I think his skill set might fit, Sarkeesian's offense a little better, and you team that with Bajan Robinson, and you got something in the backfield there. So I think both will play, and they do have that tricky opener. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, they, they're good at scheduling that really tricky opener against Louisiana. Yeah. So I think you will end up seeing both, but if I had to guess, I think Card will get the edge. Yesterday, the NCAA finally comes down on Baylor. Is that what you call it? Not real strong by any means. A lot of vitriol pointed towards both the NCAA and Baylor. Your takeaway from yesterday's proceedings? Well, I mean, not much of a punishment. And for those of us who remember, I mean, that was being compared to Penn State when it happened and the implications. I remember going down and covering the first game after with Jim Grove at at the head coach. And those feelings still weren't healed by any means. So, I mean, it's been a long time, and I, I think the big question now is, is Art Briles going to get a job? and Does he deserve a job? And that's a tough one for me um, because you're kind of like, well, they, they've found him. I don't, Not guilty is not the right word, but you know what I mean? They didn't find anything wrong that would prevent him from getting the job. But what college football program is going to hire him right now? Yeah, toxic, no doubt about it. Bill Bender from the Sporting News. Bill, thank you. Uh, again, great piece on the quarterback battles taking place throughout college football. I certainly appreciated that. We will uh, talk to you next week, Bill Bender. Thank you, and uh, great news about your daughter. All right, no problem. Thanks so much for having me. Good Take to care. talk to you. Bill Bender uh, from the Sporting News. Some breaking news. Uh-oh. Uh, Jake Arietta has been released. We had that. They did the right thing. Yes. They did the right thing. Uh, Jake Arrieta. I mean, I don't think anybody. Who, 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 the other 29 teams. Mm-hmm. No one's going to take a chance on that. No. But the body of work speaks for itself. Reunion in Baltimore? Yeah, no, no. No. Um, Wilson Contreras to the 10-day uh, IL. But uh, Jake Arrieta, who, again, he won two of the four World Series games uh, that, uh, uh, that caused a parade in Chicago. Uh, so that you'll have that memory. There were no hitters. He was a bulldog. Man, he was good those years. But just as quickly as he burst onto the scene, seemingly, I mean, he lost it. Lost it in Philadelphia. Um, they took a chance on signing him again. It didn't work out. Had a good April. Did he? Yeah. I don't remember April. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Better than anticipated, and yeah. then and they the, came up with that uh, that non injury that we'll call it a hamstring. Let you we also had that. Yeah. Before it happened. We knew that was coming, right. and here we are. So, Cubs right now are fifty-two and sixty-four. Mm-hmm. At this pace, Trent, June twenty-fourth, they were tied for first place. June twenty-fourth, right? Six weeks ago, right? Not April twenty-fourth. That was the Royals, right? They're on pace right now, playing at their current pace of winning seventy-three games, seventy-three mm. and eighty-nine. Mm. How many games do they win? No, not seventy-three. No, sixty-nine, sixty-eight, sixty-five, maybe. Yeah. 
Yeah, Ooh. maybe. 65 and 97. Yeah, I mean, Cubs fans right now are hoping they lose the rest of them. Yes. You know, better draft pick. Absolutely. It doesn't mean the same as it does the NBA no, or, or the, or the NFL, NFL, but right, right. it still matters. It can, certainly. Yeah. I mean, they, they use, where did they draft El Morris? Six overall, five overall, seven overall, top ten. There's plenty of those. Right. But there's also Chris Bryant's. Yes, there is. Oh, man, Jake Arrieta. He's stuck around too long. I will remember him for the World Series. Yeah, I will too. I'll remember the no-hitters. Some of the questions about how he got there, yeah. how he transformed that's himself. That's true. Because that's a piece of it too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's, he he uh, supplements. Yes. Yeah, health drinks, protein mm-hmm. drinks. Yeah. A lot of Sambuca. Yeah. Isn't that what Quinn, Quinn Ewers is? Uh, is that what he's? Yeah. I don't know. He's out there selling whatever that stuff is. Uh, anyways, Jake Arrieta is no longer a Chicago Cub. Remember the good times, not the disaster that was the uh, last oh handful of starts or so. More Chicago baseball conversation coming up. James Fagan, uh, who covers the White Sox for the Athletic, he will regale us in some of the uh, build-up to tonight's Field of Dreams. 6.15 is first pitch. Buck, Smoltz, the commissioner's there. Kevin Costner is there. It's going to be spectacular. It's going to be... It's it's going to be the biggest, the most famous sporting event in the history of our state. I don't think it's a stretch. I don't think it is either. On a national scale. On I know a NCAA, national scale, right. The NCAA wrestling tournament's huge. Yes. It, it was huge when it was in the Unidome and in Carver and here in Des Moines. Those mm-hmm. were huge events mm-hmm. for a niche sport. When we had the first and second round of the tournament, and we'll have it again for the third time in 2023. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Never thought we'd see that in our capital city. Sweet we 16 did. and Elite Eight with the women's. Yes. When they had that. Right. That was great. And Pat with, Summit was here. Yes. And Baylor. Mm-hmm. Big brands. Mm-hmm. But this. This is different. This mm-hmm. is. This is. There are more resources spent by Fox than any other regular season game. And I got to say, it's probably not even close. I haven't right. seen how much. But look at, look at the people. Look at the resources they're spending. The talent that they've brought in. Um, going to be great. Going to be great. Wish we were a metered market for tonight. I do too. I'd love to know how much, how many people are tuning in and watching this. Or even if you don't stick around and watch it all, there's going to be a lot of TVs on Channel 17. Well, and I just think of where I'm from. And my parents live in New Hampton now, Northeast Iowa, you know, an hour away from Waterloo, 45 mm-hmm. minutes away from Waterloo. And the buzz up there is ridiculous. Talking to family up there. People trying to get a hold of tickets. My Uncle Goose, huge Yankee fan, whole life. Yeah. And now the Yankees are playing. He lives over... Just down the road. Yeah, he, he lives in Lansing now, right on the river. He The Yankees are playing less than an hour away from his house. Uh-huh. A guy that's in his 60s, a lifelong Yankee fan. Well, don't make it sound like he's old, for God's sakes. He's an old man. <laughs> Thanks. In his 60s. And they're playing an hour away from his house. And he couldn't get tickets, and he's not paying... Mm-hmm two grand to get in to watch the game, but he's going there. He's going to Dyersville. And how many people are doing that? Just, Just to, be, to be part of it? Part of the pomp and circumstance. Yeah. Can't afford it or don't want to spend it to get in the game, but mm-hmm. they just want to be there. Mm-hmm. And in that area, there are huge numbers. Well, our buddy uh, from Guttenberg, uh, he drove by it a couple of nights ago and it was all lit up at night. He just yeah. said, it's just amazing. It's just a, a once in a lifetime. Hopefully not once in a lifetime. Hopefully it's an annual occurrence. But for the first time, um, th- this tonight, 
it's appointment TV. People will come, Ray. Yeah, they're they're here. They're here, 11.25. James Fagan will be here next. He covers the White Sox at The Athletic. Miller and Condon taking you up until noon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.6. Trent Condon here to tell you about Renestate, the new revenue rocket ship. Putting your home up for rent, not for sale. But why would you do that in a seller's market? Just do the math. Selling a home will catch you some cash once, while renting a home keeps that cash coming month after month after month. And because there are always renters, but not always buyers, Renestate is foolproof, recession-proof, and retirement plan positive. What's not to love? The hassles of being a landlord? For one monthly flat rate, Renters Warehouse will take away the tedious tasks. Tend to your tenants, answer the 3 a.m. calls, market your property, and collect the rent. Make the savvy, long-game, paradigm shift and choose Renestate with Renters Warehouse. Get your free rental price analysis today. Go to RentersWarehouse.com or call 515-528-4429. 515-528-4429. Because you can't buy happiness, but you can rent it. Wolf Roofing has learned a few things over the years. We understand that no one wants their home improvement project to drag on. So at Wolf Roofing, we plan for your project well before we set foot on site. As a result, most projects are done in one day. We also know quality is important in the big things like a proper installation and in the details like cleaning up well and using magnets to find stray nails. Find us on the web at wolfroofing.net or give us a call 225-884. The Central Iowa Sports Network is your home for year-round coverage of high school athletics in the CIML and the only place to watch Des Moines Menace Soccer. Providing coverage year-round and always streaming for free on YouTube and at CISN.TV. Subscribe to CISN TV on YouTube to stay up to date on upcoming events. Like and follow on Facebook and Twitter at CISN TV or visit their website at CISN.TV. CISN TV, the home for live. One for podcasting. Building a better community doesn't happen overnight. It takes hard work, dedication, and sacrifice. It takes a team, and it takes time. That's why for 75 years, we at NCMIC have been here working for you and with you. But this anniversary, we're not just looking back. We're focusing on the future, on building Iowa, on the better days ahead, and on how together we can all start taking the path forward. People will come, Ray. They'll come to Iowa, the of the Canadian family. They turn up your driveway, not knowing for sure why they're doing it. They'll arrive at your door, as innocent as children, longing for the past. Hmm. Oh, it's going to be great. <laughs> This goosebumps. is going to be great. Really and truly is goosebumps, right? Uh, welcome back. Miller and Condon, 1460 KXNO 106.3 FM. Uh, working on uh, James Fagan from The Athletic, uh, who is scheduled to join us. Hopefully he can find time. If not, we will uh, work our way through it. Just took a call during the break from <laughs> one of our listeners. Who says He's not a real baseball fan. He can't wait for this game tonight. Yeah. You know, just the just the whole theater surrounding it. Thirty nine cameras. That I just got a text. Thirty nine cameras, four drones. Fox is pulling out all of the stops for this. Is this something that will jolt baseball outside of this day? Is mm. this something that is enough to 
to build towards September and October and and get more of the casual fan back in that mm. has dissipated, that has fallen away? Um, I don't know is the answer to that. On the surface, I would say no. But I hope I'm wrong because you're right in in your in your statement. Um, it used to be America's pastime. Yes, not too many years. Well, maybe few. Maybe it has been a few too many years ago. But point being, um, we we'll, we'll see where will this fit. It's um, and I don't know anything. I haven't watched any of the video, the preview that Fox is. You know, some of the little snippets they've been putting out there. I want to see this for the first time on, uh, tonight, uh, so I've been purposely staying away from it. Let's get James Fagan in here from The Athletic. He covers the White Sox. James, Trent, and Ken, thanks for finding a few minutes for us. Uh, this is going to be a special event in our state. You cover the White Sox for a living at The Athletic. Uh, the Athletic is Trent and I, both subscribers, a non-paid endorsers, but every time we get an athletic writer on, we uh, can't sing their praises loud enough, and we mean it when we say it. Um, so from... You you cover the team. You're close to it. I have to assume that the, for in a long season, um, in kind of the you know the dog days of summer, if you will, that this is going to put a little bit of a bounce uh, in this White Sox roster as they make their way over to Dyersville, Iowa. I I would think they definitely hope uh, definitely in their situation with where their season is at, uh, having the huge division lead. Kind of playing, you know, so-so since the All-Star break. I think they're around 13-13. and 13. Uh, I haven't looked it up precisely, don't quote me. But um, dealing with some stuff with, uh, you know, with Rodon going on the IL yesterday, really just part of a larger effort to kind of rest their starters on the stretch and not be taxed out by the time October comes around. You know, LOA Metas and Luis Robert coming back, but still kind of getting in sync offensively. They're really in a point where, yeah, they could use that adrenaline burst. I think they responded to it well with the Crosstown series in Wrigley this past weekend, so something similar. It's this kind of big event being on the national scene. It's something Tim Anderson's always, you know, rose to the occasion for. It could, it could definitely serve as that for them, and, and they could use it because they're coming off a, you know, a tough series in Minnesota where they didn't play up to their capabilities. The buildup here in our state has been immense for this game, and you can imagine certainly that. Give us the White Sox perspective as they've been preparing, knowing that they have this one-off game, not even staying over. They're just going to be heading and getting ready then for the series to continue on Saturday in Chicago. Just what it's been like from the White Sox perspective. Well, it's it's definitely a big logistical undertaking uh, in the middle of the season. Uh, you know, I think I think we were just kind of chatting about the with the traveling secretary uh, in the dugout about it the other day. Some of the reporters, and you know, he, he certainly got his work cut out for him mm-hmm. as far as like being all the contingencies they have to be aware of. You know, the possibility there could be weather. Maybe they stay over uh, and all that, and getting in and um, you know, coming off the end of a you know a six game road trip, it, it's definitely a lot. But this is also something the organization's been planning for for you know well over this year. They they are anticipating it last season, obviously, and you know it, it, it's a kind of it, it's dovetailing with them kind of emerging on the larger national scene as well. This team that they've been building you know since the end of 2016 to get to this level of being good and, and being prominent uh, to have this kind of jewel event alongside that, I, I think it's really fitting for them. So. I, I, it's kind of a culmination of a lot of things that the organization's been building for for a five-year period. So 
That's nice. Uh, we know LaRusse is not going to be there. Family issues going to prevent him from uh, being with the team uh, here tonight. Was this something that uh, – had he said that he was looking forward to this opportunity? I mean, as much baseball, as, as long as he's been around the game, something unique like this, I would have to think even moved his needle. Uh, do you think there's disappointment with him that he can't be part of it? Yeah, you know, it's definitely, it's a, you know, his brother-in-law's funeral, so I, I think you kind of understand why that takes precedence there. But, you know, Tony's been very, he spent so much time in the league office uh, during the time he was retired. I think he's really been kind of supportive of all their efforts and, and this being something that the league was really pushing for and, and trying to establish the thing. And, uh, you know, the other day when you're in Minnesota, um, you know, one of the Twins legends, Tony Oliva, was in the, the clubhouse uh you know, it, it was something that he wanted to do to kind of meet up with uh, Jose Abreu and, uh, you know, a lot of the Cuban stars of the, the White Sox have, you know, being a Cuban himself. Mm-hmm. And Tony was really appreciative that that was able to go through because he just kind of has so much enormous respect for the history of the game. So this kind of um, hitting upon similar notes as, as far as trying to, you know, look back and, and honor, well, you know, where the, where the game has come from and, and connect modern players to it, I, I think would be something that definitely um, hit a chord with him. You know, this team can cruise, as we talked about, James, and be into the playoffs and be fine. There's no problems there. We see the injuries that are happening. I think of a guy like Dylan Cease and some of the other, even veteran guys in there. Is it time to extend this out a little bit more, skip some more starts out of the starting rotation, look at Kopech in the bullpen, maybe shut him down for a couple weeks leading into it? Do you anticipate that's going to be the plan with such a big lead in the division? Um, I definitely think they're going to skip starts around, move guys around, use spot starters, uh, you know, see somebody like Jimmy Lambert called up from AAA mm-hmm. and make spot starts. Um, I think even when Rodon comes back, you're not done with seeing kind of Ronaldo Lopez having extended outings so they can I wouldn't say they go to a consistent six-man rotation, but I think they'll pick and choose days where they want to like extend and give everybody an extra break and, 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 and use that. Um, I don't think they're shutting down Kopech uh, at any point, really at this point, I think the hamstring injury that he had in the middle of the season really kind of achieved that. Um, you know, as much as you want to manage his arm and, and not you know wear him out right now, uh, for one, he's full speed ahead, but there's also a little bit of the, the eye towards 2022. Uh, they extended Lance Lynn. You know, they have Lucas mm-hmm. Leo Dillon, Cease, Dallas Keuchel. Um, but, you know, that kind of the, as much as we talk about Redon, really the plan right now for their starter to fill out that rotation is Kopech. So if you want him to do that, you want him to have built up a reasonable level of innings this season in anticipation for him kind of really uh, heightening the load next season. At this uh, point, it's going to be hard for them to really get above 60, so they want to keep him going and keep him pitching. How's Craig Kimbrell handed the, uh, handled, rather? I mean, he was the guy on the north side. Liam Hendricks is, and he's, he's, he's appointment TV. <laughs> this guy's, this guy, I'm sure he's fun to cover. Uh, he's certainly fun to listen to when they put a microphone on him or get him in the dugout. Um, is Kimbrell, is Kimbrell okay with being the, the setup guy? I know that's the, the plan was to one day it's going to be Kimbrell at the back of the, and Hendricks, but, uh, Kimbrell okay coming in the eighth inning? Uh, if he's not, he, it's a secret that he holds close to himself. I mean, you know, Kimbrell, he went through a period with the Cubs where he was not pitching, right. you know, great and really got demoted out of that closer role. The way he kind of reestablished himself and really got himself back to being the Craig Kimbrell we associate was pitching the eighth inning. So uh, I know when he blew the save in Wrigley uh, or blew, uh, gave up the lead in the eighth inning, it was a big thing like, oh, maybe it's a mental adjustment. But this is really what he's been doing. Uh, up until the start of this new season, was, was pitching the eighth inning. So 
it, it's not something he's, he's raised any fuss about, and it's not something he should be totally foreign to at all. So I, I think it's going to be fine. You know, they, they have a good working relationship together. They know each other. Their wives know each other. I think it's, it's something that right now they're not looking at as going to be a big source of, of drama or, you know, confusion or anything. Well, as you look towards tonight and the game on the field and what we're going to see, not just between the lines, but certainly outside of it. James, I know you're not going to be there. Was it just a logistical thing or was it the press box? It's not a standard MLB press box. Was it limited availability? Uh, one part of it is that we have our, our guy in Iowa, our Iowa football writer, Scott. Stockerman. Yeah. But he, he's our guy there, and you know he's been really enthusiastic about the whole thing. And I think he wrote a, wrote a great story about how it was all set up. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm coming off the end of a road trip in Minneapolis uh, before another homestand, and it, it just seemed like the more logical thing to you know, given the limited space, to kind of let Scott do it since this has been something he's been preparing for for you know over a year now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've been doing plenty of covering the White Sox from home due to the pandemic, so I'll, I'll be able to adjust for one game. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be great. So we uh, we're trying to figure out where this is going to rank as far as the events that have come into our state sporting events. NCAA tournament was great. Don't get me wrong. This is going to be uh, this is going to top everything in, in, in my opinion. Uh, James, we appreciate you coming on. Thanks for uh, doing this periodically throughout the regular season. We've enjoyed our conversation, James Fagan, and enjoy reading you uh, at the Athletic. Appreciate it. All right, thanks for having me. Yeah, good to talk to you, James Fagan, uh, from the Athletics. So the family issue, and I wasn't, you know, primed, mm-hmm. uh, but it's a uh, his brother. Is what he said, brother's law uh, passed away. Um, no, yeah, absolutely, right. Yeah, it's uh, you know, never good timing wise. But mm-hmm. this, I think, uh, you know, at a guy Larusse's age, as much baseball as he's seen, and James make a great makes a great point. He spent a lot of time in the commissioner's office during the time right. he wasn't in the dugout. You know, seeing some of these things that baseball is trying to do to reach different audiences. To your point from earlier, uh, how this will resonate going forward. So he gets it. Yeah, it's a little bit of an inconvenience for these two teams, but I don't know. I I, I got to think that these guys are. As somebody said, the buses, as they make their way through the cornfields of Iowa to get to the ballpark, they'll all have their phones at the window. Right, yes, absolutely. Follow them on Twitter and Instagram and see what the guys are out there and they're putting out there because this is different too. And it's ultimately still just a kid's game. And you hear from major leaguers that for every negative story you hear, there's so many of them that are just so thankful Mm -hmm. to be able to do that. And And you break the routine trend. You Mm -hmm. get on an airplane, you get off a plane, you get on a bus, you go to the hotel. You get in a cab or you take whatever the transportation to the ballpark, rinse and repeat, get on a plane, then the next. This is different. This is. And the walk. Did you see the walk I I saw? I haven't looked at that all. I want this to completely catch me off guard. I've stayed away from all of the snippets, the, the promo stuff that's out there. Keith has With done a lot of things. With the exception of Birchie's columns. Yeah. Tommy's done a great job. You know, Keith's done a lot of different videos from there. Um, also saw Mark Woodley, KWWL mm-hmm. up in Waterloo. Some of the things that he has Schaefer done. Schaefer was there from Channel 5. Yep, I saw, saw some of John's stuff. And just those little parts. There was a video that I saw Mark Woodley do. And it was just, it wasn't anything for TV. It was just his personal mm-hmm. kind of thing. And just walking through the corn. And I did that myself. You know, first time at Field of did Dreams. You? And I went there yeah, and, yeah. yeah, I walked. 10 paces in and then walked out. Didn't have a camera even with me. Right. But just to do it. And now these guys get to do that. And then they get to play on that field. And the home run balls. And how many corn shots are we going to get? If you are one of the people that... 
do not like the corn shots for Iowa and Iowa State football <laughs> right. games. This is not the game for you tonight. Yeah, no, you're going to see a lot of it. Yes. That's a great point. And that, that is always a Twitter talking bitch uh-huh. before kickoff or during the game. You know, we got more than corn here in our state. <laughs> Oh, my. Uh, we'll take our final time out. It's 11.45-ish. Uh, we'll come back, finish things up. Uh, Miller and Condon are on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KX and 0 in Urbandale. This field, this game, it's a part of our past, Ray. It reminds us of all that once was good and it could be again. Oh. People will come, Ray. People will most definitely come. Mm. Miller and Condon, welcome back. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 uh, FM. Well, as you kind of predicted, there are some special props being put out at DraftKings. By the mm. way, Travis Dvorak, I'm going to ask him, I want to know the numbers on this. Uh, how much money is bet on this game tonight? Mm-hmm. How many times more than a normal baseball game? 10, 15 more times in our state. So I'm going to ask him to reach out to DraftKings and to Bet Rivers, their two partners, uh, before Circa comes into the state and see if we can get any info. And we'll share with you on tomorrow's show. Uh, but what are some of those props that they're putting out? So uh, they have this named at DraftKings, their little tab, the different baseball. You can you know bet on innings, series, props, futures. This one is called If You Price It, They Will Come, <laughs> which yeah. I absolutely love. Yeah. Uh, and here are a couple White Sox home runs, over under one and a half. The over, I like, minus 105. Combined hits in the first inning between the two teams, one and a half. Also the number, over minus 120. Combined home runs, two and a half. Going to pay a little extra, minus 160 on the over at the two and a half number. Uh, Total strikeouts in the game, 22 and a half is the number for that one. Will the White Sox come from behind and win? The yes is plus 215. Will the Yankees come from behind and win? Plus 425 on that one. Uh, lots of options. Um, Lance Lynn's pitching. Who's pitching for the Yankees? Mm. I don't think it's a big name. It's not. It is Haney. Andrew yeah. Haney, the former angel. Yeah. Um, well. Strikes out a lot of guys. Does he? Yes. Okay. Has 239 strikeouts Holy this year. mackerel. Also has an ERA of five and a half. Uh, okay. So he uh, hits a lot of bats. Yeah. Um, I'd like the White Sox. If like I, the White and Sox. Just because Lance Lynn. I like watching Lance Lynn pitch. I don't. Well, yeah, he's not, of course. He sucked with the Twins. Yeah, he's been good since, man. He's yes, good with he the has. Rangers. He's good with the White Sox, and they just re-upped him. Boy, he's been around a long time, though, too, right? Relatively. Yeah. Seems yeah. like he's been uh, in the game for quite some time. Uh, so there's two NFL games tonight. Trent, I'm not sure how many games, I mean, how many plays I'll even see. I mean, seriously. Even this the, is a, what's a lifetime event, I think. And even the commercials. I kind of want to see... Oh, do you think that there'll be some new ones? I would think so. Yeah? Would This would be the time mm-hmm. that they start to launch some of the mm-hmm. new ones that are out there on the national scale. I want to see on a local scale, too. You know, who's who's kind of bought into this game also? I'm sure it's a part of a baseball package yeah. that you buy and those type mm-hmm. of things. But And Keith's going to be there? Yes. And Keith he'll is... do some... So he's got a press pass, right? Yep. He's there with Trent, his camera guy. Yeah. Every time he says Trent's name... As he did the other day on TV, and my ears perked up. Yeah. My wife goes, 
You're calling the game? No, no. <laughs> Different trend. trend I wonder if again. it's the uh, affiliation with the 9 o'clock news that, that got Keith in the door. I would think that would help. Because 13 does Fox's news, right? Right, yep. Because uh, I don't think all the rest of the TV stations are... I know they were all there yesterday, but I would be surprised. And uh, how about Hoberg going to be the umpire? Yes, I'm glad you brought that up. I yes. forgot about that. Uh, Urbandale's Pat Hoberg. There's a uh, a crest on all the umpire, EC, Eric Cooper, yes. who would have loved to have been a part of that and would have been a part of that, I'm assuming, had mm-hmm. he tragically not lost his life at way too young of an age and a damn good guy. Yes. I don't know Pat Hoberg. I know that Major League Baseball players respect the you-know-what out of him. Yep. I think back to early in the season, wasn't it the White Sox with, I think it was Lance Lynn? Um, something happened that, and, 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 and Oberg admitted he blew the call. Um, but yes, the respect that he has amongst the major league players. I think there's some guys that, like an Angel Hernandez, right? Night in and night, I was going to miss something. Joe West. There's some other guys that if they get one wrong, uh, they have a human side to him. And Pat Hoberg shows his Iowan when he does that, and he gets the plate tonight, so that's cool in its, of itself. And if you're looking for more baseball this evening after the game wraps up, your Blue Jays with a pretty good one. Barrios will yeah. be on the mound. Uh, against Otani, against right? Against Otani. I watched Barrios' first start. How'd it go? I struck out a lot of guys, walked too many guys, but that he won. Right. Yeah, right. Uh, he pitched into the 6th or the 7th, uh, got out of a couple of bases loaded jams, but it was different to see him in a Blue Jays uniform. I'm glad he is. I'm what time is that one? Eight, eight nine, eight thirty-five, eight thirty-eight. Okay, yeah, Otani versus uh, Jose Barrios. I'm going to guess this game though probably is going to be long. We're going to yeah, because of all the time. Yeah, yeah, commercial breaks and some extra stuff there. You think uh-huh. they're going to mic up some players like they do? You oh, know, I'm in assuming. some special events. I hope they get Liam Hendricks. Trent, he's terrific. Yes, he is. He's great. I mean, he's great on the mound. But prior to that, this guy has a blast. Mm-hmm. Just a blast. Good for him. Um, well, enjoy the game tonight, folks. It's going to be one that I think we're going to remember for a long, long time. I know the Yankees and the White Sox will. Yeah. Uh, the um, tediousness, is that even a word, <laughs> of, of a regular 162-game slate can certainly get to you. But this one here, you'll, they'll remember, they'll remember game 41 or game 77. They'll remember this one tonight as they come to Dyersville, Iowa, to see this game in our state at the Field of Dreams. I hope it's not a one-off. David Ross kind of let it slip yesterday that the Cubs are supposed to be playing in that game next year. With that lineup? Yeah. Did Jake Arrieta, in case you missed it, uh, Jake Arrieta uh, has been released uh, within the last hour or so. Enjoy the Field of Dreams spectacle tonight. It is going to be a wonderful testament to this wonderful state that we live in. Murph and Andy at 1, the Fanatics at 3, Barnstormer Weekly tonight at 6. We'll see you tomorrow.